0: And welcome to another edition of Countdown to Game Time. Lee K. Howard alongside Alex Walker. Thank you, everyone, for joining us both on Facebook Live and the WKYT Podcast. As always, this segment here brought to you by Bluegrass Orthopedics. John Calipari and the Wildcats, Alex, have a big one tomorrow. And in just moments, we're going to hear from Cal himself as he holds his uh, press conference live.
1: Are they playing someone big tomorrow? It yeah. doesn't really seem like it's that big of a deal. Tennessee's in town. It's a chance for UK to get back on track, and uh, and Cal's about to speak about those volunteers.
0: That's right. We will go now live to the Craft Center, where Cal is addressing that very thing
2: now. Grab. They're good. They deserve to be the number one team, and they deserve to have the winning streak they have. John, everyone's familiar with and Scope. Who else on that roster jumps out at to Well, They've got a deep team, and their guard play uh, the way they shoot and the things that they do, they're, they're, they're not winning with one guy or two guys. They're winning because of how they're playing. The biggest thing is because they lead the country in assists, um, their assist to turnover ratios really, they're not, they're not going to beat themselves and they're going to create great opportunities. And they shoot the ball well. They shoot 50, you better play a good game, that's what I tell you, you better play good. Better not be any tentativeness. Just let it go and go play.
1: On that note, John, uh, everyone's going to make a lot about the front court battle, but Jordan has played like the top five points on America season. So yeah. how big is the challenge ahead for Ashton, and how much do you think the game could be decided on that one-to-one match? Well, Ashton
2: in the last three games has not played well. Matter of fact, he's not played well at all. So this is a game where we're going to need him to get back to where he was 10 days ago, 12 days ago. Uh, When everybody was talking about him as the best on ball defender in the country, a a difference maker, a creator, he pushes, that's all gone away. So we need that back. And he knows it. I mean, he's a freshman. He hit a little bit of a wall. And, uh, you know, um, like you said, Bone was playing. Not only – he's playing fast, too. I mean, he pushes that ball. Either throw it ahead or drive for layups. He's – they're playing good. Rick's doing a great job with this team, really. Where did it go? Probably hit a wall as a freshman. You know, probably hit a wall. I mean, I, you know, you look at it and just say, you, you understand this has all happened in 10 days, 12 days. So if you want it back, what were you doing 10 or 12 days ago that you're not doing now? Just change it. Is that wall mental,
1: physical, or mental? for any freshman?
2: No, I just think you get tired. And you, get, you lose focus. You get numb. You know, every game we play is the same. It's someone Super Bowl. It's an out-of-this-world game. It's stadiums filled. It's, you know, other teams are playing out of their minds, and you kind of get numb to it, and all of a sudden you're not playing with the energy, uh, the focus that you need to play with. But like I said, he's had a heck of a year. He's just had a bad week and a half.
0: John, they Tennessee's an older team, obviously. They've been together years. How do you guys try to – how does that show itself in their cohesion
2: and how do you try to – That's why they create good shots for each other. That's why they don't beat themselves. That's why they're physically tough. Um, You know, they're good. I mean, that's (laughs) the number one team in the country for a reason, and they're the number one team in the country that's on a big-time winning streak. So – Can you tell that the best guy you got on your side at least knows what to expect from this week. Well, I'll be honest with you. Nick played well in the championship game, too, the tournament championship where we beat them. Um, Nick played well, um, you know, so – and P.J. has, you know, had good games against them. can
1: you tell that your guys have moved on from LSU? and how it ended
2: I don't know. I hope so. I mean, I have. So, usually if I move on, they'll move on. And uh, – I, I'll grieve for 24 hours and then I'll move on. So, and, they, you know, it was a game that you play like we did in the second half against them and against Mississippi State. I saw it coming. I talked about it, the Florida game. And I think you almost have to get knocked in the mouth and take a loss. I texted them probably two hours after the game and basically said, it's tough losing, but we needed this because people were moving in the right wrong direction and not listening to what we were saying. And I said, we've, we, it's not only our team. We went from the defensive team in the country to giving up layups. How does this happen? To giving up baskets, to not rebounding, Or playing a half and then the second half not playing. I mean, so how does that happen? Most of it's mental, and most of it becomes uh, what I had talked about nine days ago, eight days ago, there, there becomes an arrogance when you're winning. And we kind of got away from what makes us good, including individual players. So hopefully that's a great lesson going into this game. Um, I hate losing, but if you need to get rocked, then so be it.
1: John, Tennessee hasn't uh, played a team that projects against the tournament since they had that great game against Gonzaga you think that might give your guys just a little bit of a, of a physical edge as they enter into this game?
2: No, because they, they're they beating everybody pretty good right now, and their numbers have not changed game to game. Um, you know, they beat Alabama at home, who beat us. So, no. No, they're good, uh, they're good. They're good. They're, they're a team, if, if they keep going like they are and stay injury-free, they're going to be one of the last team's standing.
0: What should
2: we make of Tyler shooting better on the road is at home? Just percentage like, is there anything to that? Is it a coincidence? I don't think so. But you know, I don't bring it up. Just this is a game that you can't miss. Open, wide open. Like go one for eight for wide open threes. You can't do it in this game. Alabama stayed in the game because they made threes and gave themselves. You, you don't have to make them all. But you can't walk in a game and go 0 for 2 or 3 and then, well, let me play. Stop. You've got to make some shots in this game. You don't have to make them all, but you can't be 2 for 25. You have no chance. You've got to make some shots. Alabama made shots. And then, I'll be honest with you, as I watch the tape at the end, then they missed the shots. <laughs> they missed four threes in a row, and then they lost. So, you, you they force you to make some jump shots, but... This is a. This is one of my best three-point shooting teams. I don't care about the stats. All, I'm telling you, I know my teams. And, and uh, that's why it's not something I worry about. But guys have to shoot the ball with confidence like they do in practice. I stopped Jamal. You never shoot like that in a game. I saw confidence before you shot it. You go in a game and you miss badly. How? Why? you got to conquer yourself. I'm telling all these guys. Tyler, the same thing. Calvin the same thing. Emmanuel makes 70 in a five-minute drill, and then doesn't shoot it confident. What's holding you back from being confident? And it ain't like, oh, well, you sub me. No, no, stop. You're missing badly, which is demoralizing. And that's where these guys were just – that's why I said we got to – there's a lot of growth left in us. And a lot of it's a confidence that if you're going to be one of the last teams standing, you have a confidence. I love how we finished the game against LSU. We finished with confidence. You can't only be confident when you're desperate. You've got to play that way. And that's – young teams, it takes time. It just takes us time to get that through. Last year's group got it in March. This team seemed to get it early. Now they've stepped back. We've got to get that back. How does um, the Rick Warren's team look How do you start? Again, they're not, they're not going to beat themselves. They're, they're going to play physical. Um, a lot of post-ups and screens and elbow jumpers, and, and then defensively they they'll come after you. They'll you know they'll stretch the court out. They'll they rotate and collapse. Um, they're not giving you layups. You're going to have to make a tough shot, or you're going to have to pass the ball. They're good. It's a good team. Well coached too.
0: Now this game's
2: obviously
0: obviously
2: big in the SEC regular season race. What, if anything, does that mean for the big picture? To me, nothing. You guys know. Why not? Because you, Jerry, have you been cutting grass all this time? You not, <laughs> not watched? I don't. Uh, the bigger picture is all for us later. And whether it's the league tournament or the league, yeah, we want to improve our seed and all that stuff, and we want to be the best we can be. But that's not the emphasis here. It's not what we put on. Is one of the challenges of
0: finding more minutes for EJ that it's, it's maybe tough to play him and P.J.
2: together? We can, but I still, you know, I think Nick got to keep finding time. You know, uh, he's a shot blocker. He's a difference maker. I keep telling him I really appreciate him because he's got a great attitude even if I'm not playing him as much maybe as I should be, Um, and I, you keep telling guys, you know, you want to think you're being evaluated by your offense, 99% of these kids are not, they're being evaluated by other stuff, and so, but it's hard, you know, the calls they get, and what, but Nick has been good, and EJ's been good, this game, again, who can play in a roughhouse game, well, we're not going to know until the game starts.
0: A more,
1: guys. With the DM physical game, PJ's had foul trouble the last couple games.
2: Is that a concern? He plays alert and he plays before his guy catches it or before it hits the rim. He won't. He'll be fine. If he's playing after the guy catches it or playing after it hits the rim, then he'll have trouble. I, I think he'll be fine. Last couple games, his rebound attempts have gone down. Rebound attempts, which means your rebounds have to go down. Because if you're not attempting to rebound, this is one that I'll teach you a lesson, you're not going to get the ball if you don't attempt to go get it. It's like one of those little things. So th- those have gone down, and I'm telling them, you've got to get those attempts back up. doesn't mean you have to get every ball, but you have to attempt to go get every ball.
0: Cal, is that one of the telltale when you
2: say you saw it coming? Yes, yes, yes. You're watching like guys not Not jumping, they're not... The shot goes up, they're running the other way. That's not, being, not attempting to rebound. Sometimes a guy makes a shot and thinks, well, I don't have to do this other stuff. Well, you can't. We can't be that. But, again, like I'm saying to these guys, great practice yesterday. Let's have a great one today, and let's see where we are against the best team in the country. this next month given he's never really played in games where high tournaments and all this kind of things? Um, all this has been new to him and he's, you know, did some stuff in practice yesterday I said, do that in the game. And I think we have a lot of guys, this is new to them. And, and if you expect them to just you know, bust out and do it, it just takes time. And it's like all these guys, it's how are we playing down the stretch? How are we playing that last three weeks of the season? What, what's going on then? And this is one where we're, we're going to learn where we are right now, and especially after getting beat. And we got beat by LSU, don't all the other sideshow stuff. They beat us. And if, we, it, did, if it went to overtime, they probably would have beat us in overtime. So now it becomes, okay, what, what goes on now? Okay, how, how do we respond? It will say a lot about who we are. Thanks, guys.
0: All right. You just heard John Calipari give his pre-game press conference for the Tennessee game tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow evening, in fact, uh, at Rupp Arena. Uh, Alex, we just listened to Cal. Everyone uh, listening or watching on Facebook Live just listened to him. Looks like he's moved on past the LSU game. He he texted his players two hours after the game and said, you know, we needed this. Uh, and he always likes to learn from the win rather than the loss. But unfortunately, it was a loss. But they've moved on, and they are going to have to play a really solid game tomorrow night against the Volunteers.
1: And we'll see if they have truly moved on. Because that loss to LSU can do one of two things. Either you get pissed off and you start playing <laughs> hungry and more motivated, or you let that loss linger. And then all of a sudden, you let these losses start to pile up. The road doesn't get any easier. And, and that loss continues to, to kind of just cause some issues mm-hmm. with the team. Uh, so we'll see what Kentucky team we get. Saturday night. Also, he mentioned that Ashton Hagens has hit a, me- a bit of a mental wall, and it seems like it came at a different time when the other other players did. We saw him against LSU. He had those two early fouls, got into some foul trouble, came out in the second half. When he came back into the game, he didn't really ever find that groove. And this right. team is a lot different when Ashton's not clicking. When he's on, When he's doing well, this team moves as well as he does. But when he struggles, it's really evident, and that happened against LSU.
0: And I think against LSU, one of the things that contributed to Ashton's poor game was his early foul trouble. Got in those two early fouls. He, of course, has to sit because Cal's not going to play anybody with more than two fouls for for the first half, and so it kind of messed up his rhythm. I, you know, he's a guy that, that has been on the, on the uh, incline, I guess, earlier than most. I don't think he peaked early. I think he still has a lot of game to play, and Cal just wants his team as a whole, like he said there at the end, about three weeks left to go or so before the SEC tournament, he wants them all playing their best basketball. So, Let's just hope that maybe that game against LSU, a tough loss, is somewhat of a wake-up call because, like Cal said there, you're playing a veteran team against the Tennessee Volunteers who are going to come out and not beat themselves. They're a team that, that it's veteran guys. Grant Williams and Admiral Schofield have been playing for the Volunteers since the early 90s. and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've been it's in, like Perry in, Ellis. Right, Kansas, right. Yeah. They've been in plenty of basketball games, and so they're not going to beat themselves. Kentucky has to come out and beat them tomorrow.
1: And one of the questions that was asked during that press conference that you guys heard was, Tennessee hasn't played an elite-level team since playing Gonzaga. So how will that impact Tennessee come Saturday? And Calipari kind of shot back and said, well, they've been beating everyone pretty good. It's not like they're just slipping by these teams. They're hammering them pretty good. I don't know how much of an impact that will have on Tennessee, but they haven't played outside of that Vanderbilt game, outside of Alabama late. They haven't really played a lot of close games either. So if this is a close game, you got to think maybe give the favor to Kentucky because they've been in some of those battles here, on the road, away, neutral sites. So... Uh, we don't know what Tennessee's going to do after not playing that many elite opponents. In a row.
0: Yeah, they haven't they haven't played the elites like like even what Kentucky's had on their schedule. But you can guarantee one thing, whether they're ranked first in the country or the past couple of years when they weren't ranked in the country at all, they will come to play against Kentucky. Yep. I mean, it is their natural state rivalry. And I've been to a couple of those games down in Knoxville and, of course, ones at Rupp as well. And. It is an atmosphere. I mean, they come to play. And, of course, this year the Volunteers have everything to prove that they are the top team in the country. They're ranked number one in the polls, but they're not the top overall number one seed as far as the NCAA is concerned. That's Duke at this point. So let's talk about seeding a little bit. Tomorrow's game is important uh, as it as it pertains to some of the NCAA seeding. As as you know, the Wildcats came out as the top number two seed, I guess, in that early projection last Saturday they, they really kind of need a win tomorrow to kind of stay in that conversation as a one uh, or maybe a high two seed.
1: They do. And it, it, John Calipari, some of the players, they'll, they'll act like they don't know that stuff. No, they they're, know. they're not dumb. They know. they know. They know what's at stake here. They, they watch that show to kind of see where they stack up with Tennessee and with Duke and all those other teams. They realize how important this game is. It also has to deal with the SEC seeding as well, because we mentioned after that LSU game that if Kentucky has any hope of winning a regular season championship, this is a must-win game. They can't lose and be two games, three games back of Tennessee with a few games left in the season. If they have any chance of being that one seed in Nashville, you got to beat Tennessee Saturday night.
0: Yeah, you absolutely do. And, of course, John Calipari, not a big fan of SEC tournament, Mm -hmm. but it does mean something. It does make your path a little bit easier as far as the SEC tournament is concerned. It also helps out your seeding in the NCAA and, of course, naturally the higher you're seated, the easier path theoretically. And if you uh, you, if you you win if
1: you win this game Saturday and then let's say Tennessee wins in Knoxville and they meet again in the SEC tournament and Kentucky wins, then you kind of have that – got to win this game because they, you can't expect to beat them then twice the right. rest of the year. That, that's a difficult task. Yeah,
0: splitting with Tennessee would be a, a major feat for, mm-hmm. for Kentucky this year. And, of course, you would think the home game is the easier one uh, to win than the one down there in Knoxville. Now, let's talk about this matchup tomorrow between Reed Travis and Admiral Schofield. I mean, if you had the big boys of the SEC co- uh, conference, I think those are the guys right there – I am looking forward to that matchup tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, and we saw Reed Travis, such an ebb and flow kind of player. We've seen him. We've seen Kansas performances where he's dominating, but we've also seen performances where he's almost a liability on the court for Kentucky. So what Reed Travis are we going to get? If we get the Reed Travis that struggles, it's going to be a huge problem because Admiral Schofield can go off for 25, 30, and mm-hmm. 10 rebounds just like that.
0: Well, what, here's what I would do. If I'm Calipari, I look at Reed Travis and I say, I don't care if you score eight <laughs> points offensively, I don't care what you do, keep Admiral Schofield from scoring 10 points. Yep. I mean, it, that's, that to me is the thing that is the role that Reed has to play tomorrow, defense. Mm-hmm. And he's played great defense against Mississippi State. He played good defense against LSU. He's played defensively really well. And sometimes those numbers aren't like eye-popping because those defensive stats and stops don't show up in the stat books. But if he can keep Admiral Schofield to 10 points or less – I think Kentucky runs away with it. I think it's an easy win. So, I don't care what Reed does tomorrow night offensively. Defensively, if he comes out to play, that will be a huge advantage for the Wildcats. Another
1: thing I look at, too, is that Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, they're both athletic. They run the floor. They're not just Mm going to lollygag up the court. How many times in that LSU game do we see Kentucky get beat down the floor? I'm talking like possession after possession, Nick not getting back, Reed not getting back. If you're going to compete with Tennessee and stop these transition points, you can't let guys get – Get past you. I mean, I swear there was like four possessions (laughs) in a row against LSU. Easy bucket just over top of the defense. You can't let that happen against Tennessee because those guys can run the floor. They're athletic.
0: Last time the uh, Tennessee and Kentucky basketball teams faced off against one another when they were both ranked in the top ten, let alone the top five, Mm -hmm. was the late 60s. So it's been some time, and, and I think uh, Dave Baker told me the last time that two SEC teams, period, that were ranked in the top five faced each other was in the late 60s, and that was Kentucky and Vanderbilt. So this, this kind of matchup tomorrow night, 8 o'clock ESPN, uh, is, is one heck of a matchup to watch. Um, of course, we will have uh, coverage from that game now. You heard John Calipari speak about uh, the matchup earlier this afternoon, about 1 o'clock. Rick Barnes spoke to the media down there in Knoxville about the matchup and how big it is to his team as pertains to seeding, pertains to the SEC tournament. And, of course, Rick Barnes kind of played it off as far as how big it is, but I think he, he knows secretly that this is a big one for the Vols as well.
2: Now, believe me, I, our guys know that and all that, but we're, we're really concentrating on what we got to do to go up there and play good basketball and understand their – you know, they're a different team in some ways than a year ago. You know, they're uh, shooting the ball. They started a group of guys where in the past we could maybe pack it back in there. Some with this group, it's hard to do that because of their perimeter game. And, again, regardless of all the outside things that people want to talk about, it's still about us keeping our eyes focused on what we have to do with our game plan and execution.
0: All right, there's Rick Barnes. Uh, you mentioned there that they were just kind of standing around him. Of course, at Kentucky, it's Cal, Cal at a podium and a ton of media. Yeah. I, I heard, and I, I think this is true, don't, don't, I mean, don't hold me to this, but they were actually having a football press conference at Tennessee today. Oh. And then they invited, and Rick Barnes was just kind of on the side as a, as a side. Can you imagine at Kentucky you have a football conference? <laughs> and like, hey, Cal, you can come speak yeah, too. to the side. Uh, yeah. So that, that kind of still tells you, even though they're the, the number one team in college basketball. They're still they're football sti- school. Yeah, they're still football school. They're still an, an infant as it, as it pertains to uh, being in this position. So um, do you have a prediction as we will wrap this thing up?
1: I will. Um, quick reminder, though, College Game Day is here. That's um, true. I saw the bus by my insurance agency hanging out at State Farm. I don't know why they were there. Did you but jump
0: on the bus? I, you get I, on I, it?
1: I wanted to. I want to check it out. I, I've
0: uh, seen the bus plenty. I've I, never been on the bus. should have. Knocked. And- Hang out. I'm sure. I'm sure Jay Williams or Jay Billis or somebody would have answered. I
1: think they're on the bus. They might be on the bus. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> they no. sleep
0: on the bus. They live on that bus all week long. Don't in, don't let anybody tell you differently. That's they rough, all live together life. on that bus and they travel around from from week to week. We should do that. Pretty sure that yes. happens.
1: But no, uh, college game day uh, not at Rupp Memorial Coliseum. A more intimate environment. I think it'll be really cool there. Yeah. 11 a.m. So head over there and see that. And then of course the big game uh, coming up. Prediction. Pff, geez. Uh, I think I think Tennessee I think Tennessee wins this game. Uh, I just think when you have so many experienced guys together, that have been doing this all season long. It's almost like the pressure's on Tennessee, yeah, it just because really it's like is. can they prove against the big boy? They are a big boy. They beat, they beat Gonzaga, so this is this is not a team that hasn't been challenged yet. I think Tennessee wins, but I think Kentucky. Uh, the, P.J. Washington, as soon as that LSU game was over, you could just tell how much internal it's like that meme, like the internal screaming you could just tell how upset he was which is good that's good good. light a fire under the team might have came that loss maybe came at a good time light a fire and then they'll help him against Tennessee.
0: all right I'll let you be the bad guy I'll I'll actually say Kentucky wins this game but I mean it's by like three points and somebody hits a big free throw at the end and and they and that'd be good if it was PJ uh somebody hits a free throw and, and they figure out a way to win a tight game at home so uh, either way, should be a good game. Yep. I don't I don't predict a blowout either way. I think no this way. will be a good one tomorrow night. Yep. All right. I agree. Uh, Bluegrass Orthopedics, once again, thank you so much for sponsoring this each and every Friday. We'll be back again next Friday, of course, to preview the Auburn game. This is uh, Lee K. Howard along with Alex Walker. Have a great weekend, everyone.